Welcome to Career and Leadership Real Talk, the no-nonsense guide for ambitious managers who want to have more impact and progress their career. I'm Pamela Langan, a job search coach and expert CV writer specialising in helping frustrated professionals land the jobs and pay rises they know they deserve. And I'm Jackie Jagger, a leadership and mindset coach specialising in helping newly promoted and new to role leaders to avoid the dickhead trap and lead with confidence. Between us, we've helped hundreds of leaders and managers to find new roles, take ownership of their careers, and handle the challenges that job searches and leadership responsibility inevitably bring. And now we're joining forces to share with you what we know has worked for our clients. Hello, and welcome to episode 14. Today, we are talking about what happens if you don't set career goals. And we had a bit of debate about how to title this episode, because the whole new year, new you. So it's new year as we're recording this. The episode will be live with you a few weeks later as it normally is. And there's all of the stuff around pressure to set goals, which I think can be quite easy to resist. So for both of us, I think we've got that whole like, ugh, don't set goals just because you feel you should. But it was an interesting topic we felt to talk about career goals at this stage. So Pam, what does happen if you don't set career goals? Do bad things happen? Does the world come to an end? Well, this this is what we were talking about, wasn't it, before we, we got started? And no, the world will not end if you don't set career goals. And, you know, I'm sure we all know somebody who's gone throughout their whole career, had a pretty successful one without setting goals. But I think, you know, in my experience throughout my own career and the people that, that I've helped, if you don't have goals, you just leave yourself wide open to other people dictating your career and, you know, the different work that you do, you know, you, you'll you get caught up in, you know, in the day to day with no real focus. So whereas you could be a lot further on faster, you might just get bogged down in, in the day to day because you've got no real goal that you're working towards. So think the goals almost become like you know that north star you know when you're thinking when you're asked to do different things when you're thinking about you know what's next what's my next career move what's you know what am I doing day to day in work that's you know driving my career forward it's like you know you can always go back to does it fit with my goal and if you've not got one then it's it's obviously a lot harder to think well am I on the right path yeah and I feel like we've again one of the conversations we've had before now is about smart goals. And I feel like a lot of the reason that there is resistance to goal setting is because people feel it's something that they should do rather than something that they feel committed and excited by and actually want to do. And like, that's not a great place to start out. If you are doing something because you feel that you should do it rather than because you want to do it, the whole energy around setting goals is just diminished from the start. And one of the things I talk to clients about is that the purpose of setting a goal is just to give yourself clarity. It's not, it's not like a smart goal within your annual objectives. It's not that you are a failure and you know, you are no good if you don't achieve a goal like you say, I think a North Star is a really nice way to think about it. It's something that can help you set direction. It can help you decide what's appropriate in terms of next steps, action you might want to take. 
And it's just there to provide clarity. It's just there to provide some kind of destination. And if you don't know, and you don't know where you want to get to, then that's absolutely fine. We're not trying to put pressure on to people to make goals, but hopefully by giving a slightly different perspective on how we see them and on our experiences of them, it might ease some of that pressure. And if that means that for some people it can change from something that they feel they should have career goals to something that they choose to and want to set, well, then our job is is done. So what would you say to somebody then in terms of why it's helpful to set career goals? What's been your experience around having that North Star, having that clarity? How has it been helpful for you or for your clients? I think, well, from my own personal perspective, I think it's been really helpful in the past, especially when I was in corporate you know when somebody asked me to get involved in a new project or you know there was lots of times where I was offered a different position or a promotion or you know a sideways move into a different area and it was like okay does this fit with my ultimate career goal and I was able to make a decision based on that now at the time you know early on in my career I didn't always know what that ultimate career goal looked like I, I really didn't but I knew what salary that I wanted to earn and I knew where I wanted to work. So that was kind of, that really formed the basis of that for me. So it was kind of like, okay, well, at this salary level, these are the type of jobs that that maybe I could do. So as I go through my career and I get more experience and I learn more about me and, you know, what I actually enjoy doing, you know, it will all start slotting into place. So when people asked me to get involved in different projects or to, you know, to think about, taken up different positions I was able to kind of go right okay is this going to take me off to the side and is this going to benefit them more than it's going to benefit me and on some occasions it definitely was more to benefit them or the company rather than you know being in line with what you know what I wanted to do because for me my goal was always to learn more so I had a kind of a salary goal in mind and I knew what I wanted to be earning. I knew what kind of lifestyle I wanted to lead. And then it was all about learning after that. So what could I learn? So if somebody wanted to take me off to the side to do more of what I already could do, well, that's great for them because they get somebody who's got that experience that can hit the ground running, but that's not so great for me or it wasn't great for me at the time because it was like, well, I'm just doing more of the same. Whereas I could go over there and stretch and do something a little bit different and push myself that little bit harder, which would mean I'd get more experience, learn more things and, you know, move close to that higher salary banding that I was looking for. That's really interesting that your career goals were a lot around salary And I think when I think about clients that I've worked with, conversations that I've had and my own experience, I had no aspirations specifically that I was trying to achieve around salary. So when I was, if I think back to the goals that I had in my career, it was very much around kind of autonomy, seniority, kind of having a job that would challenge and stretch me particularly in terms of I loved leading and managing others 
And yeah. so being able to be involved in and have more influence on the business strategy and being able to have more responsibility for leading and managing others. Now, naturally, those things, as you rise up the ranks, do come with salary rises. And I'm not yeah. suggesting that I would have taken a big pay cut to go, go and do something for that. But it was for me, the driver and the goal was about having more of those things in the roles that I was aspiring to and the, the the financial side was a side to that. So I think already this, we're seeing some kind of some differences in the types of goals that you can set and how you can go about this process. It doesn't, it's not a, a one size fits all. It doesn't have to be about a job title or a specific salary or any of that. It, it's whatever feels right for you, whatever you want more of, whatever you want your role to look like, your life to look like. Yeah, and that, do you know what, that's a really good point as well, because I suppose that fits in quite nicely with values as well, because at the time, like in my early career, for me, it it was more about the money. Money was the top thing that I was interested in, in and, you know, I wanted to prove that I could earn, you know, a certain amount of money, and that was kind of what it was all about for me. And at that time, I didn't really know, did I want to be a leader? Did I want to, you know, what did I want to do? And, you know, what I found out was that you know I'm really good at, at leading and managing people but I don't love it that's not what I love I love making an impact in business I love supporting people you know to develop and progress but being a line manager that wasn't that wasn't for me and for that was kind of where I was like right I need to have more and more experiences to know what I want to do so like my goal was because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I'm sure there's probably lots of people listening that think, well, I still don't know what I want to do. And I get that. So for me, it was like, right, okay, well, if I put a monetary value on it, then that gives me the space to have more experiences and learn. So as long as I am going, you know, up the ranks in terms of, you know, salary increases, then, you know, I am working towards my goal. And I always hope that one day I'll find out, you know, what it is that, I actually wanted to do and actually, you know, helping people to develop and progress and, you know, really kind of excel in their careers is, is what, you know, is what turns out to be the thing that, you know, is the common thread throughout everything that I've done. And it was so obvious that I didn't realize that that was, you know, that was meant to be my full-time job. And here we are. <laughs> and yeah, it, that puts me in mind of a conversation I had actually with somebody who was kind of just bemused by the fact that people that they knew didn't want to lead and manage teams or you know didn't have that aspiration to do it well yeah and he was like look that's that's going to cap their salary at this level you know they're not going to be able to get these other roles if they can't show that they can do that well and I was like but if they don't love it and they don't want to do it and that salary is enough for them then happy days because they might want more of the technical aspect of the role they want, you know, or actually their goal might be to, for, for their job to be dead easy for them. You know, they can do it in, you know, reasonable time frame. They can actually have a life outside of work, which isn't always that easy once you get to kind of management levels and senior technical levels. It's very easy. We've done, you know, the episodes on, being overwhelmed and coping with you know when your workload's really high and and so yeah I think it, it's just another illustration isn't of it isn't it of how it can be different different strokes for different folks 
Yeah, exactly. And I think once you kind of get into that mindset of, you know, you don't need to, you don't need to set goals, but it's useful to have them. And if you don't know what you want them to be, just to start exploring what they could look like and, you know, thinking about all the things that you do love doing and, you know, what can you do more of and really centering your goals around that rather than thinking, well, I don't know what I want to do. So maybe I'll wait to set some goals you can start thinking, okay, well, you know, this is what I really love doing. So how can I do more of this? How could I do this on a bigger scale? How could I do this maybe for more money if money is is a drive, you know? So the, there's loads of different ways that you can think about it rather than putting it off and putting it to one side just because you think, well, I don't really know what I want to do right now. And if I share as well, I so I had a client who I coached following a redundancy and when they were considering what they wanted for the next step so not at the stage where you work with people where they were actively in job search mode more in that kind of figuring out and, and getting clarity yeah and at that point going back to what you mentioned about values one of the things that we did was just literally had a list of what are the things that you don't want from an organization? What are the things that you do want? What industries or sectors do you not want to work in? And what do you want? So it was a kind of process of ruling things out that definitely weren't right and just capturing, yeah, that would appeal, that would be good. And not long ago, I heard from her in a new role talking to me and saying, I looked at the other day at that list that we did and literally where I am has everything that was on that list of what I wanted. And it was just, you know, nothing. And that was nothing to do. There was nothing around job title. There was nothing around salary. It was very much around values of the organization, the way that people were treated, how she wanted to feel as part of a team within that organization. It was a lot around those kinds of things. So I think, again, it's just that clarity and getting really clear on what you want and whatever that is for you, whether that's balance, whether that's salary, whether that's a promotion, whether that's a new job, once you're clear on that, then the process can start and your brain will start to help you figure out, okay, now how can I go about it? Yeah, and that that's a really good point as well. And I had a conversation with somebody this week who doesn't want to, you know, doesn't want to progress in terms of movement upwards. They're quite happy where they are, but they would like a pay rise or they, you know, they just want a little bit more challenge in that role. So she was saying to me, you know, how can I really set goals around this? Like set a goal to stay where I am, but they maybe add a little bit extra in. And I was like, okay, well look at it from a different point of view like what what else do you want you know if you want if you want the pay rise which was kind of like you know that was the key thing for us she she wants a pay rise but she kind of wants to stay where she is so it's like well what other sector what the industry could you work in she's like well I don't really know anything about any other industries or sectors so I was like right okay well what can you do to find I was saying well I can try and speak to people who are working in those those places and see, you know, how does your job, you know, or how does my job translate within your organization? And I was like, that is perfect because, you know, I've had a couple of clients, you know, in specifically like change roles. So like business analyst roles and project manager roles move into different sectors and get, you know, 10, 15K pay rises 
because you know they can do exactly what they what they're doing now but just in a different industry for more money and it's like you know anybody can do that but you just need to you know obviously you know if your goal is to get that pay rise or your goal is to actually stay you know stay doing what what you currently enjoy doing but expand in some way so you can keep stretching yourself and keep you know learning new things you know you can do I mean I I would say you know the more informational interviews in terms of like you know that's probably translated to coffee chats and you know speaking to people who are doing similar things you know if you've got any mutual connections can anybody hook you up with somebody who's doing a similar role in a you know in a different industry and start having those conversations and almost like leveraging your network so that you can find out you know what is the day in the life like you know say for example in the manufacturing industry compared with the you know the retail industry you know massive difference but it might be something where you think, you know what, I could do exactly the same role, but, you know, I'll be learning new stuff. I'll be learning about a new industry. I would have different challenges because it is a different industry. And that might be enough to be like, yeah, that that's going to, you know, give me what I need and, you know, provide that fulfilling job role. And also, you know, the salary to match as well, or, the, you know, an increase in salary. So, it just depends what you want. You don't always have to be going for that CEO. And I just want to mention as well at that point, we've also got the episode on how to ask for a pay rise. So if actually that is the goal that you have and you don't even want to move industry or sector, then go back, listen to that episode because within that, we expand on some of the steps that you can take if what you recognise is I want to stay in exactly the role that I'm in, but I do want more salary, then there you go. There's an action step for you. Go back and listen to that podcast. Yeah, that's a good shout because yeah, if that is if that is the goal, and that's the thing, isn't it? Because your goals don't have to be huge goals. It doesn't have to be like, you know, you know, blue sky goals all the time. It can just be as simple as I want to pay rise or I want to feel in a certain way or, you know, I want to stretch myself a little bit further like it doesn't have to be anything major it can be like it definitely can be but it doesn't have to be it just needs to just keep moving you forward keeping you on track and that's why I kind of use that north star analogy because you know it is keeping you on track you know every time you somebody tries to take you off track or somebody tries to you know, get you to do something that, you know, maybe isn't going to benefit you in the future. You can like use that goal, that North Star as the point where you go, okay, well, this is where I'm getting to. Does this particular thing add value? Does it help? Does it move me forward? And then you can make a better decision. Absolutely. I think that's something that often stops people is they feel like, does it count as a goal? Is it big enough to be a goal? There's this kind of I think pressure to feel like if you're going to set career goals or goals generally, they should be big, aspirational, long-term, and actually they don't have to be. They can be very small, short-term, immediate. Again, it's just about having clarity. It's knowing what you want, being specific about what you want. That gives you the impetus. And like you say, then acts as the, the North Star. So what else do you see as obstacles or things that stop people from setting career goals then? I think, well, one of the other big things is not setting goals for yourself. So 
letting other people dictate. So one of my clients recently, his partner wanted him to get a promotion. So he came to me and said, you know, my goal is to get a promotion. And from like the word go, it was kind of like, well, I'm not really feeling this from you. And you're not really like demonstrating, you know, the behaviors and all the rest of it that shows me that you definitely want the promotion. So when we got under the skin of it, it's like, you know, what is your real career goal? You know, and what was really stopping him from setting his his career goal was just the pressure from his partner because she wanted to move house and buy a big house but he actually enjoyed what he was doing he did want to you know expand his learning and all of that kind of stuff but he'd not set any goals himself because he had the real pressure from his partner to go in the direction that she wanted rather than the direction that he wanted so he kind of set this this goal you know I want to get this promotion but did absolutely nothing for it and then he signed up to work with me and it was like, right, well, I'm going to do it now because, you know, I've signed up, but he had absolutely no intentions of, of doing, you know, of doing the work. So obviously I called him out on it and said, what is going on? <laughs> like, you know, you know, you, you haven't engaged in the process or anything like what's going on. And we got really under the skin of what's going on. And he was like, I don't want to set any career goals because I'm happy where I am, but my partner wants me to wants me to move and I'm really stuck I'm really stuck in this situation so you know eventually what we did work out is he did have his own career aspirations and we did end up setting some goals together that you know he is now working on but ultimately you know people I think shy away from setting goals because they don't ever work out what they want and they can have all these outside you know forces dictating for whatever reason and it, it can it can be hard, you know, when you get caught up in other people's, you know, thoughts and goals for you, then trying to go, oh, hold on a minute, but that's not really what I want to do. You know, especially if if you're seen as like the, the main breadwinner in the family as well. And I've seen it the other way as well within organizations where somebody is in a role and they actually, if they were really honest with themselves do want to progress, do want to, you know, either move departments, get a new job, get promoted, whatever that might look like. But because other people on the team, their boss, or if they are the boss, you know, their team Mm -hmm. rely on them in that role, they hold themselves back from admitting what they really want because they feel like other people expect them to continue as they are or it would be inconvenient so somebody that you know wanted to progress but then was kind of oh but what would happen to my team Mm. and I think that can that can work both ways so like your example of that external pressure to be more ambitious or go for something that they didn't necessarily feel was right or they hadn't chosen equally that element of holding yourself back because you don't want to rock, upset the apple cart or rock the boat or yeah. cause problems for other people. And I know in the past, particularly where I've had a team that I really enjoy working closely with, there is it, it feels risky to want to move, you know, progress yourself, your own career, move on from that because it's kind of like oh but you know I've done all this work to get this team set up and what would happen if and all of that but actually you know that may be 
now feels comfortable, feels easy, and you're doing it more just because it feels, you know, like a comfy pair of slippers rather than that's what you're actually aspiring to. It's just that that's become the norm and you haven't asked yourself that question of what do I want? What do I want more of? So I think I see it definitely both ways around. And how about in terms of, do you, I would imagine both of us get this, the, I'm not sure if I'm ready. So I can't set the goal until I feel ready to achieve it. Yeah. So this is, this is something that comes up a lot with my clients because they, they know what they want to do but they're kind of you know it's the old imposter syndrome isn't it you know the little imposter pops up and you know then they think oh I'm not quite ready or am I ready is it the right time and they start you know going into all the worst case scenarios what's the worst thing that can happen and you know start getting into you know that kind of downward spiral and then decide actually I'm not going to move because it would be too, you know, too risky. And, you know, it, it wouldn't, it's not going to work out. And at the moment, I can't take a risk and, you know, for whatever reason. So it is very much, you know, I see, see that a lot. So what I always say to people is, right, you don't need to accept a new job. You don't need to do anything, but you can start taking the actions that move you forward. And then when you get to that point of, you know, going for that internal promotion or accepting that new job, you you are in a better position because you've taken all of the action. It might be around building confidence. It might be around building experience, even getting yourself set up for, you know, a really good job search and finding the roles that are really aligned. But, you know, it do, you don't, when you get to that point, you don't have to jump over the line you know you can say well hold on you know this is not right for me if it's not right at that point in time but the point is you start taking the action and you start moving towards that point and you'll never ever feel ready like you'll never feel ready I don't know anybody who has ever moved jobs and thought I mean there are people that will say yeah you know I'm ready ready to make a move but you know I don't know anybody who kind of you know goes into something new thinking yeah I'm 100% on this because you always have that sense of doubt and I think in previous episodes we've talked about like that buyer's remorse you know where you kind of rock up on the first day and think what have I done (laughs) like what why have I done this and then you know you go through that new phase and you know, it, it all works out in the end. So I think you've got to start taking that action to move forward. And when you take the action and you get to those points, then that's where you can make those real decisions. If you don't ever take the action and you never move forward, you never get the opportunity to make those decisions. Yeah. And we've got an episode coming up where we're going to talk about imposter syndrome and self-doubt. So I don't want to dive into that one too much right here, but certainly... I know people saying, oh, I'm not sure if I should apply. So in in my case, with my clients, often that's about a promotion. In your case, it's a job search. Shall I apply? I'm not sure if I'm ready. And what my response inevitably with that is, well, I can't guarantee what will happen if you apply. Can't, Can't guarantee that you'll get it. I can guarantee you if you don't put your hat in the ring, you're not getting it. I love that. That is a brilliant saying. And it it really is that element. I think a big part of it is people's fear of being judged, being seen as too big for their boots, putting them, 
you know, other people thinking, why the hell have you put yourself forward for this when you're not ready? But yeah, if you, if you wait until you feel ready, then it means that it's in your comfort zone, which means you're not challenging and, and stretching yourself. So we will definitely dig in to that element. Do yeah. you see as well, because you work with job search clients at the point of them finding that new role and moving into a new role, do you also see people holding themselves back because it's kind of almost like, well, I've only just started this role, so I should wait to decide what my next career goal is. It's too soon for me to set a goal. Yeah, so, I mean, especially towards the end of last year, I had a few people get in touch to say, oh, I'm just wondering about, you know, how we would work together and what it would look like because I've got at least another six or 12 months in this job, but I am starting to think forward so I'm like you know why are you waiting six or 12 months if you know that it's time if you know that you you know you're ready to start moving towards that move and the answer is generally you know what will it look like on my CV and then my answer is you know if you worry about about that you know you will never progress in your career and what you're doing is just giving a company another six or 12 months of your time at the same rate where you could be off, you know, either earning more money or, you know, being in a more fulfilling position, you know, in those six to 12 months rather than waiting around. So my view on that is don't worry about your CV. So some people will start a job and this has happened quite a few times with lots of my clients. They'll start a new job and within two or three months, an opportunity will come up for a promotion or they'll spot something else outside of that. And they'll come back to me and say, wow, like this has happened. Like, you know, I'm not even on probation yet. What do I do? And it's like, well, if it's right and, you know, it aligns, then go for it because don't worry about, you know, the dates on your CV. What you need to worry about is does your CV show what you can do and what you can deliver and the value that you add. And if it does, then the dates don't matter because, you know, we can move around for a variety of different reasons. And these days moving around is not seen as as a, you know, barrier to success. I've been recruiting for more years than I would care to admit. And definitely in the early days, there was suspicion around if people kind of two years, at least two years in every job, and then you're a, you're a stable, decent character. Now, from, from a recruitment perspective, I absolutely echo what you're saying, that it's really about understanding and somebody might have... A year in one role, they might have four years, another, they might have a year, then a year. You don't have to tie yourself to something. But equally, I think there's also the element of recognizing that the sooner you have clarity on what you want, the sooner you can start to take those actions that are going to put you in the position for it at the right time. So like you were saying, you're not committing, you know, if you know that you're going to want another job in six to 12 months, rather than now, then by taking your time, you're not under pressure. You're not waiting to a point where you're really sick of the fact that you feel undervalued and, you know, you've not had a pay rise for the last two years and, you know, all of those things, you can start to take that action. And I think, because I, the, the reason for my question is I absolutely see that as well with people that have just been promoted. It's kind of, you know, okay, so what's, what do you want next where do you want your career to take you next it's kind of like oh well I, I, I just need to get settled in this job first 
And don't get me wrong, there's a lot when you get promoted, there is a lot to handle. Very often you've got all of those challenges, but knowing what you want next, what that allows you to do is to be really specific as you settle in and to take your time with the development actions that you might need to do to get it. So rather than delay doing those things for another year, a classic example would be, you know, if you want to aspire to the next level, then some of the things that might be helpful is thinking about who are going to be the stakeholders that might be making those decisions. How can you get on their radar? What are the opportunities that might come up day to day? So you're not necessarily just blazing and thinking that you're going to apply for another promotion in another three months. But actually, it's just being really mindful and being strategic about key relationships that you might want to develop, because for the the thing after that you might want to do another 12 or 18 months, you've got those people in your corner and you've given them the opportunity to see the very best of you over a consistent period, rather than rocking up at the interview and they barely know you from Adam. Yeah. And that is, that's like the perfect time, isn't it? So if you're kind of thinking, even if you think you are going to be in that, you know, that new role for 18 months or two years or whatever, you know, the fact that you build those relationships, it's so much easier to build relationships in a new company or when you're newly promoted than it is when you're further along the line, because it's so much easier to go and say, you know, I'm brand new in this role. Like, who are you? This is what I'm all about. You know, this is, you know, and, you know, tell me all about, you know, what you've been doing and where you've come from and tell me about your career. It's so much easier to rock up and have those conversations with the senior leaders at the point where you start a new job, you know, whether that's an internal promotion or, you know, if you've come from an external place, it's so much easier then. So if you, if you're planning ahead and you know that, you know, at some point, because then them senior leaders might also move to other companies, you know, it's about starting to think about your network and how your network fits in to your career plan and leveraging that network and creating those connections and, you know, getting into conversations early with those people, because later on down the line, like you say, they're, they're going to remember you for a start and it'll be easier for you to then build rapport and build a relationship with them. And even if you don't know what the future looks like, it's like, well, start building the network now and then you can always tap into it at any point. in the And future. I feel like that's definitely also going to be another episode, because, again, that's something that I know sometimes people are a bit like, what now? How do I <laughs> how do I do it? So it sounds great having all these influential people that know who I am and that, you know, can understand what I'm capable of but in practical terms how do I go about it so I definitely think that one needs to go on on the list yeah let's get that one on the list definitely so coming back to our original question then what happens if you don't set career goals I guess what we're saying is nothing terrible is going to happen it doesn't mean that you are not going to achieve just because you you don't have a career goal but what it means is that what you achieve might not be what you've chosen for yourself. It might be about what other people are seeing of you. It might be what your partner wants for you. It might be just what opportunities happen to arise. So it's not that we're saying everybody should absolutely have a goal all the time. It's about being clear on whether you want one 
and if so how to go about it so from a, a kind of practical level if somebody has set a career goal what would be just at the kind of immediate next steps once someone has set a career goal if they've decided that that's what they want so I think it so with the goals as well. So I, I I think we're on the same page with our dislike of smart goals, aren't we? So I hate them. <laughs> so we won't go through the the whole smart process, but I do think when you're setting a goal, you need to think, okay, is this you know is this one action or one task that I can you know complete, or is or is there a whole loads of actions that sit underneath it that I need to take in order to achieve this? And I suppose it's about working it backwards so you might have like that overarching goal which is to get a promotion and what sits underneath that is to gain more experience to improve your communication skills to you know understand the job market to you know create a new cv like there'll be loads of different actions and that sit underneath that that you need to then complete to achieve that goal so i think it's about kind of looking at that goal and saying what actually would be involved in achieving this and then you know what how how am I going to measure that I've achieved that so you know how am I going to how am I going to measure that I am improving my communication skills what will that feel like when I you know when I've improved those communication skills or you know how will I feel when I've got my CV up to date and I know that you know it's highlighting all my key experience so you know you can kind of go through it and break it down into smaller chunks and what I do with clients when they're at that stage of they know what their goal is is we then break before we collect the actions is we break it down into three which is knowledge skills and relationships so what knowledge do you need to gain in order to achieve that career goal so in in my case often that is a promotion it's a next level. What else do you need to know? And that could be about knowing stuff about how the business functions. It could be about technical knowledge in your specific area. What skills do you need to gain? So that comes back to what you were saying about potentially, it could be about communication. It could be presentation skills. It could be your leadership and management skills. What are the things that you are going to need to gain experience of and skill in if you're going to achieve what you want to achieve. And then the third is that relationships piece of what relationships do I need to look to build, maintain that will be beneficial to me if I want to achieve that that end goal. And that I think sometimes helps to make it a little bit more manageable because once you do get clear on what you want, then very often there can be a whole raft of things, which is why we encourage doing it sooner rather than later, because then you can take your time and not feel like you've got to do everything at once. But I think if you break it down into those three areas, then that helps to just kind of let the brain sift over what the, the different actions are. Yeah. And I mean, I always say to my clients as well to, to set something up. So, I mean, you can do it in a notepad or whatever, but I would recommend, you know, when you're thinking through, you know, what are your goals and what are the actions, do it on a Google sheet because you can literally download the sheets app on your phone and you can open it up anywhere. You can put more notes into it. You, you know, when you do something, you know, in work, it's easy to like just click in and, you know, type it in so that you remember it later. Or if you think of anything, that you want to add in it's so easy to update rather than having like a notepad that you might leave lying around or 
a computer that you, you might need to log into. So I would say use like a Google sheet and record everything as you go, because as you download it out of your, your mind as well, more and more things will come up. You'll think of, you know, better solutions while you've got everything kind of swishing around inside your head. It's so hard to kind of focus and go, well, what is the first thing I'm going to work on? So I would say, get it, get it down on paper or in 2023, get it down on a Google sheet and and then you can start ticking it off. You can, you know, you can do as many brain downloads as you need to. And, you know, you can just keep it all in one place so you can keep referring back to it. When you've got a spare five minutes, everybody has their phone in the hand 24 seven, don't they? Absolutely. And if you need support, then we are here for exactly that. So if you are looking for a new job or think you might be looking for a new role during the course of this year, or if you have teams where you might need outplacement support, then Pam is the one to get in touch with. If you are, or if you have members of your team who need or want to be promoted and successfully hit the ground running in their next role, then that is my absolute passion. So if you do want to get in touch with us, then you can do via LinkedIn. LinkedIn profiles are in the show notes. And yeah, we we love hearing from people. So if you have got any questions that you'd like us to pick up on future episodes, very mindful that this has been a bit longer than normal because we've just had so much juicy stuff to go into. And we will also link to that previous episode on how to ask for a pay rise in the show notes as well. So as ever, thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week and our topic for next time will be all around emotional intelligence. So emotional intelligence is a brilliant framework. Whatever career goals you might or might not want to set, it's an incredibly valuable skill. And again, it's one that we will look forward to sharing more about with you next time. In the meantime, if you've enjoyed the episode, then please do rate and review. We love reading the reviews. We love getting the the ratings, whether that be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And we will look forward to catching you again on the next episode. Exciting news from us. If you're an ambitious leader or manager earning 50k or more, and you're ready to take your career to the next level, we have an opportunity for you. Introducing Catalyst Career Club, your secret weapon for unlocking career success. As a member, you'll get access to monthly live training sessions, exclusive job opportunities, and the ability to get personalized advice from us on your toughest career challenges. We've helped thousands of driven leaders like you secure significant pay rises, land dream roles, and thrive in their careers. And now we want to support you in achieving your most ambitious career goals too. Membership is just $6.99 per month with no contract or tie-in. And as a special bonus for being our podcast listeners, you can use the code podcast at checkout to get your first month for just £1. Head over to PamelaLangan.com forward slash Catalyst Career Club to sign up now and we'll see you inside.